to the very first bonus episode of the Big Three Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Brandt. I'm your host, Jessica Howard. And I'm your host, Cam Koenig. Uh, normally, what this show does is recap, discuss, and analyze the show, but on these bonus episodes in between seasons, we're going to have some more like a fun fandom variety hour situation going on. The fun fandom variety hour. I like that. <laughs> we need like some like theme music where it just like repeats that <laughs> over and over again. It's like, woo-woo. Uh, So basically to start off, like we're done with season one, obviously, and though that's not many episodes, I wanted to see like wanted to maybe do like one thing that you liked and one thing that you didn't like about the first season. Um, And I'll go first because I wrote this question so that you guys can (laughs) prepare for it. I'm trying not to spring things on you guys. One thing that I liked in particular... Um, that I am noticing more and more is the music. Mm-hmm. There is that that song. It's like a meme, almost like the Giles theme goes with everything. Um, it's you say run goes with anything. And it's like it's like the big song that plays in the action moments in My Hero. Mm-hmm. I've noticed that the melody of that is in like like five other songs in the show. It's when they're like when they're hanging out at school, there's like a little piano kind of situation going on. It does that chord progression like towards the end of it. Um, and even later on, because I'm watching later seasons because I can't fucking get enough of this shit, I guess. Um, they they do more versions of this song. They work it into more other things, too. So that's that's the thing that I've been enjoying most. I feel like a lot of anime have like reoccurring themes, like but they do have more of like a sense of it being like this intentional motif mm-hmm. in My Hero, mm-hmm. which is really mm-hmm. cool. So yeah. I totally agree with you there. Yeah. Which in like a like a superhero setting, like your like the Batman theme and the Superman theme. It's all mm-hmm. it's all something. And mm-hmm. you say run or whatever they're going to call that melody once the, you know, this, the, the whole thing is over. That's like the theme for my hero. So I think it's really it's really mm-hmm. cool. Uh, one thing that I don't like is the fan service stuff in it. Uh, like uh, we joked about it, but Mineta fucking sucks. And especially knowing that he never gets better or does anything. It like makes me just be like, I am wasting time. Why did you draw this stupid grape idiot? I don't want to look at him. He's horrible. His jokes are all bad. And just in general, the like, you know, they're high, they're high schoolers, man. Don't, this is not, don't, don't do this with that. Mm. But, um, what about you guys? Um, so I would say I'm going to, I'm going to go backwards. I'm going to do my least favorite and then I'm going to do my favorite because apparently I like to complain. (laughs) Um, It's critical. It's It's criticism. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm going to piggyback off of you, Nate, and I'm going to say, I also don't dig how much these 15-year-olds are hypersexualized, particularly Mm -hmm. the women. I have talked Mm -hmm. about it on the podcast before. I will talk about it again because they are in like their little outfits and stuff, and it's just a lot. (laughs) Um, I will make it more interesting next season, but for this season, that's going to be what I I say because it's a lot. (laughs) Yeah, and it's one of those it's one of those things where it's like typical anime stuff. But at the mm-hmm. same time, there's there's no real excuse for it to be in there just right, because right. it's anime. Well, and it's like, you know, fine. Right. Like it's it's weird to think about it when you're older. But like you think about how you were at 15 and like, yeah, 15 year olds are horny. Right. Like, you mm-hmm. you know, everybody, you know what kids do at that age. Like, I know what I was doing. It's weird thinking about it when you're an adult. But like, <laughs> I get it to a certain extent why you'd like include like romantic type stuff, you know, but at the same time, it reaches a level where it is fanservice-y and it just feels weird. And like, you know, you can have awkward teen boys hitting on awkward teen girls without giving the girls ginormous titties. <laughs> right, so, right. Yeah. 
you know, um, mm-hmm. that's that's my thing. Um, and then the thing that I like the most, it feels so stupid to say Aizawa, but <laughs> the canopy. <laughs> It's 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 our show. You can say whatever the fuck you want. All right, everybody take a drink. Uh. <laughs> I I do love like the introduction to the teachers in the school. Yeah. I don't know. Just all the characters are so good. It's so hard. Like I, maybe maybe that's what my favorite thing is, is like for the first season of an anime, it doesn't like seem as overwhelming as they sometimes can be with the introduction of new characters everybody's introduced in a really natural way and they're not rehashes of like tropes or like characters that are very similar to one another they're all very unique so i'm gonna say like the colorful cast of characters is is the thing that i love the most yeah when the teachers all showed up at the end there was two of them that i don't know who they were so even like i like <laughs> who's who've, like watched through this shit like a million times i'm like who's that guy with the with the, the headband who's that <laughs> so like yeah it's still intriguing um uh, most people in the background have like a quirk that is like not talked about but it's like in some like analysis book that horikoshi made like forever ago so mm-hmm. what about you cam uh, I mean, I'm going to do what Jess did and go negative first. And honestly, it's the same thing as y'all's. Um, like, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think it's kind of like, in my opinion, like the most glaring thing about the first season of the show is like, maybe we don't sexualize teenagers. And like, yeah, I, I know you like mentioned that it was like tropey anime thing, but that mm-hmm. also like totally does not make that OK. Exactly. Um, exactly. Like, it's not it, an it, it very much comes across as like, oh, hey, we didn't know if like this was going to get you know like more than one season so we had to really try and fucking sell it um right like uh, they're the the fan servicey bits of this season are pretty fucking they feel like so apart from the rest of the show and it's like kind of glaring and gross and i don't care for that also fucking minetta jesus fucking christ um Anyway, I've said enough about him on this show. Um, <laughs> no, I haven't. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Welcome to Cam's Minetta Hate Corner. <laughs> right. Oh, boy. <laughs> Every week. Favorite part, though, the advertisements, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> absolutely not. We'll get yeah. to that. Will, will you take an eBay ad over Minetta? <laughs> oh, God. I like how it's not even absolutely. It's we'll get to that. It's like, no, we're fucking circling back. <laughs> Don't fucking worry. Um, but I, I actually have two things that I want to shout out for being positives, uh, for me for this season. Sure. Uh, one just for like how unashamedly bullshit wild this show is. And it just works. Like Mm -hmm. they're just like, Hey, all these people have superpowers and some of them are fucking wild. And this person can fucking turn into a tree. And this lady is big and this guy can make explosive sweat. And you're just like, cool. Great. Like they do such a good job of selling the premise. They do such a good job of like, it doesn't try too hard to convince you that it's real. It just says it right. and moves on. And I think that works really well in its favor. You like don't dip your toes in the pool. It's just like psh, you're swimming. It's just like, cool. Mm-hmm. Hey, congrats. Yeah. You're here. Um, also, I want to give a quick shout out to like, honestly, like Deku's interactions with people throughout this, the uh, the first season um, mm-hmm. in that you can definitely tell like you can you can like feel that growth of him as a character and like his like honestly confidence in himself and like overall happiness as he gets that support system and the rest of his classmates, as they like start to become friends. Like there's the bit like towards the end of that season where they're like waiting for him to get out of the nurse's room because they all walked mm-hmm. home together. And I'm like, Oh my God, <laughs> he's got friends. <laughs> but like, it, uh, it, it's so cool to see just like sprinkled in just throughout the season as he like, 
you know, becomes a part of like the class 1A community that like people will like, it's almost offhanded, like brushed off, like, hey, quit worrying, we're fine. Or like, hey, quit worrying, this is what we got to do. And like keeping him in check is like a really cool thing that like resonated with me a whole lot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Him learning that it's like, it's okay to like, you don't have to like distrust that people will be there for you. Right, right. Um, And that's like one of his things is that like, he doesn't need to do it all himself. Absolutely. Is like the, yeah. That's one of the main things in the show. Mm -hmm. Right. And people say that Deku like doesn't change that he's like too shonen protagonist, but it's just like, he does learn and change. It's just really subtle. Yeah. And you have to be like, oh, he learned this from this. I challenge everyone who says that to a duel because that is not true <laughs> mm -hmm. not true he changes a lot in this season like yeah it, it's not like this huge huge drastic change but there's like definitely this noticeable change between you know this kid who like sit in the back and had dreams and like was like very aspirational but at the same time like all of the people around him just beat him down and didn't really see him for what he was Mm -hmm. And then being in a place that like finally accepts him like that shit, that shit hits home. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, I mean, like his core doesn't change. But yeah. if you think about it, I don't think most people's cores change. You right. know what I mean? Like right. he's always going to have those values. And like he's he's a teenager by this point. Like he's been raised a certain way. He's like, you know, experienced certain things like this is like that's who he is. But mm -hmm. like you can't say that the way that he interacts with people in the world and like his confidence in himself and like all of these other things have not changed because just right. like throughout the entire show, it's true. He's always kind of growing as a person. So yeah, that's, that's wild to me. The most succinct way I can probably put it is he's like gone from being somebody who is like just surviving to like somebody who is starting to thrive. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He fights differently. He thinks differently. Mm -hmm. He has different motivations for why he wants to do the thing he still wants to do. Like, if if you haven't seen it, you, this will mean nothing to you. But like, by the end of the fight with Gentle, like, that's a that's a different dude completely than Deku, who like watched Kamui Woods like be a be a traffic cop or whatever the fuck <laughs> in the episode. But that is our first question. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Fifteen minutes later. Uh, um, yeah. I'll tr I'll try to be a little bit quicker um, as we go on. Um. So I I also have like who's your favorite supporting character? So not like Deku mm. or like All Might or whatever. My answer is that it's Deku's mom. Mm. Uh, I like that she kind of mirrors Deku's like new lease on life because as Deku is like finally able to be a hero, it, you sort of get the feeling that she's motivated to support him more. Um, and that she has like she knows that she doesn't have to like keep his expectations in check anymore um, and to like prep him for not getting the thing he wants because she says that she regretted in the manga. She says, I regretted not encouraging you more my entire life or whatever. And I was just like, oh, my God. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's really cool to, you know, when we get that shot of the the food menu uh, or the food like itinerary for his like workout thing at the end of one of those post credits things. Um, it's just like, yeah, she's, she's really fucking psyched about this. Um, and I also enjoy that she is like maybe one of the only anime women that has like aged in a, you know what I mean? Like you, sh you see her, yeah. uh, her design when she was younger and she's like, she is older. She's not just like in the same body as an old right, lady. Then right. she has like one mm -hmm. wrinkle by her like eye or whatever. She's like, yes, you know, she looks different. 
it's always whenever it's like an older anime woman, it's just like her eyes are a little bit more like I guess people can't see because I'm this is a podcast, <laughs> which is like smiley, squinty, and like a little bit like I don't know what are those lines by your lips or like the little lines yeah. by the eyes, like crow's feet and stuff. I don't know. Yeah, man. it's like Smile it's just like lines. the little, but they look the exact same. Mm-hmm. And like mm-hmm. Deku's mom is one of the most like realistic, yeah, looking moms. Totally. And, and yeah. we haven't seen Bakugos yet either, but my hero actually, I think, does that with with the parents of characters. So, like, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. No. I, I And so that's that's why I like her the most. What about uh, what about you, Jess? Um, OK, so <laughs> I'm going to be so annoying here because I actually my favorite main character is going to be a slightly unusual pick. But my supporting character, if Aizawa is a supporting character, it would be him. And I feel like he probably is supporting more than he's like a main character. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that he's just an interesting challenge for Deku. Because I think that Deku's always been kind... He's always seen heroism as like kind of this like golden years, like all my... You know what I mean? Like this very spectacular yeah. thing. And then here you have a guy who has a very different harshly realistic like 90s batman kind of view of like what being a hero is you know yeah yeah he's like nightfall batman yeah Yeah. exactly (laughs) and like he really challenges like deku's ability the way that he thinks like and and not necessarily in this like shitty rivalry like villainous type of way but just like he wants him to be good right yeah like he's just like hey like it's it's like the whole thing that like a good lawyer knows how to like attack the case that you're trying to make right because like you need to be able to look of look at all those things Mm -hmm. like he's like that for deku yeah he's like hey if you don't get this in check you're gonna fuck up and i'm gonna i'm gonna point it out um and so yeah i really love him i also think that like you see very early on because you see it in this first season like how far he's willing to go and how much he genuinely cares about the kids that he's teaching like yes. he would straight up die protecting people and like you you kind of see him as like this like lazy jaded dude right until you get to that fight with the villains and mm-hmm. you're like holy shit like this guy is strong and mm-hmm. he has a lot of heart Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he basically conserves his energy for moments like that. Like that's why he's yeah. sleeping in a duffel bag every day, is so that he can like spring to action and take out his little box cutter knife from behind him and fucking go to work. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, what about you, Cam? Uh is Ida a side or a main character? I would say he's a side character at least at least here. Season okay, two, that's he like that's a what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. So mine's probably Ida. Um, I think he's great this season. Um, <laughs> you definitely go like the furthest on both ends of the spectrum from fucking hating this dude to just like, Oh, this guy fucking rules. Like, yeah, the, yeah. the, the episode in particular that like, I know we talked about on the, on the show proper that it felt a lot like fluff of the like class rep thing and all of that other stuff. Like that was like kind of a neat way to like dig into his backstory and like figure out why he does a lot of this stuff and like get the idea that like, yeah, he, he does like really, really give a shit and he is like super talented and he, wants to like he's got like the motivation to do what it takes to become a hero but i think like Mm -hmm. there's like not a lot of know-how and i also think that maybe because of like a lot of his upbringing it feels like he doesn't necessarily know how to be anything other than super rigid and i think that's super interesting right yeah he's like very duty bound yeah absolutely and like the, the the bit where he like feels like deep deep guilt for a second about like why are they asking me to leave i we can win this fight if i stay here and 13 is just like no heroes save people's lives that's what you have to do and he just fucking takes the fuck off 
Uh, I thought that was like a really, really cool moment because I don't think he would have done that at the beginning of the season. No, not at all. Ida is the type of guy, the type of character that's really easy to hate because yeah. he's like that teacher's pet. Absolutely. Like the, you know what I mean? Like he's he's that kind of guy. He's the guy with the punchable face. Mm-hmm. The one who always like right. always has to be the best. But they make him well-rounded enough to where like he's like you you understand where he's coming from. And it doesn't seem like this obnoxious, like fake, yeah. you know, I, I don't know. Like he he doesn't come across as that like entitled shitty yeah. person who's just trying to undermine you and just trying to get you in right. trouble. Like he genuinely cares. Like yeah. his heart is behind everything he does. Like to me, the way that he shows his passion is by showing respect the only way he knows how, mm-hmm. which is being rigid and super stuck up because that's just like the environment that he was brought up in. Absolutely. I mean, that's actually like a great way of putting it because like yeah. you hear those like there are some people who like the way that you show respect is you're always on time and you right. always dress well. Mm-hmm. Like for some people, if you don't do those two things, like that's a, sh- a sign of disrespecting yeah. the people that you're around. Mm-hmm. And then there are other people who are like, oh, no, make yourself comfortable. Like yeah. it's cool if you're a little, you know, it's it's like a totally different style of being compassionate. Yeah. Like I would say like both Bakugo and Ida definitely like respect the shit out of the school and like hold the program and like what they're trying to do up to like super high regards. It's just that they show it in completely different ways and that's fine. Absolutely. Yeah. Totally agree. Going off of the class rep stuff, like you get to know who he is through that, but then also there's such a good payoff when he shows up and he's like, I'm the class rep yeah. and I'm reporting for duty. And you're like, that's my boy. That's my boy. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, no, absolutely. Shows up with a fucking weird anteater with a gun. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> and we're going to talk about that anteater later oh, on. Yes. too. So as a, as another quick thing, um, this is something that I kind of got inspired by my girlfriend to uh, do. She likes thinking about uh, media properties in terms of like OCs sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and my hero is like, so perfect and easy for that because you don't have to be like like if you make up a character or if you think of what you would be in that world you don't have to be superman because there's already like five supermen in this show (laughs) like you don't like so you don't have the pressure to be like like you don't have to think of it in terms of being a hero because quirks are so kind of tied to people's personalities and stuff i thought it would be interesting to think of like what would you think that yours would be and it could be as simple or as complex as you want and mm. so i'll go i'll go first me personally i I, th- I think about like the health of the earth a lot <laughs> i may not like show it a lot but i do i think about stuff like you know food sourcing and global warming and and you know deforestation and all that kind of shit i think about it a lot and so i had this idea for a video game way back in the day um where you basically farm plants And then you can like alchemize those plants into a weapon that is indicative of like whatever that plant like evokes. So to put it like super simply, uh, far-fetched, like, right? Like, like you get a, like a tall blade of grass and then you can turn that into like an actual dagger or something like that. There is a character that you see in season four that he's an animal crossing uh reference and his his quirk is he turns leaves into money but it's temporary <laughs> and he's a raccoon guy that rules. Um, that's amazing i did so not know that and so and so when i thought about this i was like there's there's literally already people that can like turn organic things into something that already exists like a plant to money doesn't make any sense um other than that joke so i was just thinking like it would be cool to be able to like alchemize plants into something that uh, they evoke. But 
Yeah. What about you guys? Well, man, I'm gonna sound like such a douche after that. Like great one that was that was like really it was no no, it was really thoughtful and like you're like oh yeah i care about the environment and mine's about to be like well people say i'm pretty charming (laughs) that's fine like great there's a a guy in season two who all he does is talk to people and control their brains and shit like it's fine like there's not i i crowdsourced and i was like what do you guys think i would be and like everybody is like it'd have to be something with like charming or or like something something charisma like you have like a maxed out charisma thing about you and i was like okay so i feel like it would be something with that it'd be it it would be something involving i don't know i guess charm is just a really nice way of saying manipulation right sure (laughs) right but like you know in the world of the of the like the ip of my hero it would probably have like some kind of drawback or some sort of like limit or something like that and even though i said like it doesn't have to be like a hero it could just be like you're just like you work at Paste and you you're charming, and so like most of your pitches go through because you're really good <laughs> at making people come to your side with thinking. But like, there are characters that do action scenes, and like, their quirk is they can make people forget about that they talked to them, mm. or they can make people they make people laugh, and that's their quirk. And they're a hero mm. or a villain because of that. And so, God, if only something something that's like I'm really charming. Like you, you say it's like not interesting or whatever, but you could think of it in terms of like, well, what could you, you would be really good as like a crisis negotiator, right? Like mm. stuff like that. So yeah, I gotta, I gotta work with it a little more. I want to find something more specific and I want to like know what my drawback would be like what that, that fatal flaw is that we've talked about right. before. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to think on it. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Cam? So I was thinking about this a lot and I actually like messaged both of you at like basically like six hours ago being like i haven't thought about this at all but i've been thinking about it nonstop (laughs) since then um (laughs) so i guess i did think about it so the thing that kind of popped into my mind that i've always liked i'm thinking back to like college for me i was like drum major of my marching band and like part of the appeal of that for me was like not just getting to like lead a group of people but like having a lot of fun and like being like kind of this like cool inspiring force for like people to do like cool wild shit so like i was thinking something along the lines of like maybe like my quirk could be i mean i'm basically just thinking of like a bard class but like i don't play any sort of like music myself i just air kind horns. of like, yeah sure yeah, absolutely horns. fuck it <laughs> that's your hero name is air horn <laughs> the, the farthest i've got like i started thinking about it kind of like an oc like having like a cool like drum major get up because that shit rules oh man those maces are dense as fuck that'd be a sick weapon but like Ooh, uh that's good fucking i love this there's a lot of meat there totally sure. totally and like uh maybe not necessarily like Maybe the drawback is like, I mean, by myself, I am just by myself. Like, it doesn't work on me. It just works on people around me if yeah. I, like, choose for that to happen or something. Well, I picture, like, the type of, like, you, you always get those characters in RPGs where, like, their whole thing is just, like, boosting everybody totally. else. Yeah. Like, debuffs, they do, yeah. like, the area of effect type things where it's, like, everybody around you is, yeah. like, plus 20% damage. I totally see that yeah. being, like, a thing that you would do. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I, I don't really think of myself as, like, a front lines person. Like, I feel like I'm much more of like a behind the scenes kind of like helping the things get fit together or like helping everybody do the best they can. So like, I think that fits pretty well. And also I just think it'd be cool to beat up nerds with a mace. Yeah, no, when you said mace, that's I just like, awesome. I immediately saw like a drum major version of present Mike. Yeah. Like, that's like kind of what I was thinking. That's so perfect yeah. for you. 
that you nailed it you nailed it I actually have a stole a hat from my marching band over there i don't Hell don't yeah. tell them but <laughs> this was like seven years ago so it's fine there's like a there's a character later on that's basically somewhat politician-esque and his quirk is that he makes people stronger the more that they believe in him that's his quirk that rules and so like that's again, super cool you know like that's and he rolls around in a fucking little mayor dewey that's some fucking anyway but like, no shit these are analogous to things that already exist and it's like it's not that far of a stretch to just be like well what about this and mm -hmm. think like yeah that would work yeah. sure oh, yeah. you know because cool. okay. like you said cam like this world it, you show up and it's there yeah. it's fully formed and so you could say like oh yeah no i'm i'm like very charismatic or whatever mm -hmm. or like i can you know boost people's mood and strength at the same time or whatever if i'm marching or right something. yeah it's like, yeah I, I believe that so one guy has a tail and that's his whole shit yeah fuck it <laughs> like, <laughs> nothing you could say would be lame at all <laughs> i just want to do cool mace flips in the air again that shit was fun exactly <laughs> jess had the idea to do like a tabletop one shot or something like that with characters that we design and whether it's whether it's the quirks that we talked about here or something that we develop later on this will be something that reoccurs in, in the in-between seasons episodes is we'll maybe maybe by next season we'll be like all right we have to have a character or something like that mm -hmm. i love that i thought about something that i could elaborate on my power with though it just yeah, popped into my head it. because it's like it's it's a real issue that i have right oh, whoa, okay. okay so i think the thing should be I can say something and get whatever I want, but I have to actually want it and mm. I have to say it. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Because I'm a yeah, people yeah. pleaser and I also don't say how I feel a lot. I love that. Right. So. That rules. <laughs> That's very like like my hero drawback style stuff. Yeah, because then that way people could be like, oh, say you want this. And if I don't actually want it, yeah. it doesn't it. happen. It's like liar, liar. You can't say it. <laughs> yeah. So that would that's going to be my, my set of drawbacks for it. God, I, I just realized that making other people inspired but not inspiring myself is a little too real, huh? <laughs> you just wrote a character didn't oh, you fuck <laughs> and you know a character that wants to save the environment but has to pick plants to use yep. it well that's something too yep. isn't it um, well that's a podcast guys see you all in therapy <laughs> um, so speaking of things that are bad uh drawbacks was one but what about bad advertisements cam do you want to do you want to go through yeah your... so as you may have known if this is your first episode first of all why That's second of all crazy. Um, That's wild. uh you may have noticed that i am cursed with the the hulu tier that has ads hulu tears dripping down your just face. so you know um the hulu tears my hero on hulu runs about 22 minutes an episode which is not which is like pretty standard but uh, they know that show's hot shit, and they're right, but five ad breaks per episode, 90 seconds of ads each. Good God. Mm -hmm. At this point, I've backed myself into a corner. I have to keep doing this. I hate this so much, but... It's for the bit. <laughs> uh, I want to give you... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my top two and top two worst uh, okay. advertisements that I encountered. We're going to do the best ones first, Okay, because I think they were actually good. One, there was one for waffles. That was pretty cool. Shout out to Eggo Waffles. Right. Um, I hadn't thought about Eggo Waffles in a while. It made me really want to go out and buy some Eggo Waffles. Apparently there's a new flavor oh, that shit. was gone for like a really long time oh, and they brought it back. What is it? I never had it before, it? but apparently it's a fan favorite. Oh shit. Do you know what it is? It's like apple cinnamon, oh, I think. Oh fuck. Ooh. Yo. 
Yeah. That is, that's Cam that is shit. now that's number Cam's one with a bullet. <laughs> Can we yeah. all get the cinnamon apple egos and try it and just talk about it for like two yeah, minutes Dad, are you fucking kidding me dog <laughs> if i can find them next time i grocery shop i will definitely get get some and just be like is this anything we're gonna see did the bad, bad advertisement work oh that's a really Ooh, good that is idea good. <laughs> so buy a car from fucking right. carvana and see if it's good or not actually i guess you did that huh everybody switched to geico yeah um <laughs> i already did that <laughs> <laughs> shit and then uh i would say number two for best one um just because it's advertising something good is they did a commercial for the animaniacs reboot which looks rad as fuck <laughs> looking at my notes here i'm gonna do three worst advertisements because there's some fucking doozies in here it's advertisements they're all bad um, <laughs> let's let's see the bottom of that barrel i'm gonna go with the low-hanging fruit in the room that's not the worst one is the fact that hey Stop advertising me, Google Fiber. I have Google Fiber, you stupid <laughs> motherfuckers. You think there would be checks you for that? You think there would be checks for that? Like, you get local ads sometimes for Hulu based on your location, mm -hmm. which means they probably know who's selling you fucking internet. Google and Disney have more money than God at this point. Mm -hmm. You figure they could do some simple advertising shit. <laughs> <laughs> anyway also fucking tired of seeing those billboards around town that's neither here nor there anyway <laughs> well they're everywhere apparently <laughs> number two worst advertisement this one's a tie there's technically four surprise <laughs> <laughs> and tied for second in the tie is five of them <laughs> so there's an old navy ad old navy ads do the super great thing that's not a super oh, great yeah. thing where they parody popular songs mm -hmm. and they're never good they're always terrible um mm -hmm. they had a bunch of white people do a parody of boys by lizzo to sell pants it's in the background of the episode when you're talking about it it is i put i, I found oh, it, and, god, put it in and i was like this fucking, fucking sucks. sucks oh my god i encourage you to look it up and then get one of those fucking men in black things that like wipes your brain <laughs> Because uh, you don't want to see that shit. It's bad. Just, edge, just sketch your face. What Old Navy should do, because I feel like they've got to be one of those companies mm -hmm. that's slowly going to like die. God, they've got to be, right? <laughs> but like, what they should do is they should invest in Weird Al mm. and do good parodies see, of that all would, of the that songs. Would get me to, that would get me to work. Call it... I would go... Call it Al, Na Al Navy or Weird Navy. Al Navy. <laughs> or Weird Navy. That's great, too. Navy. <laughs> Al Navy is so fucking funny. <laughs> no, it's not. Don't lie to me. <laughs> it's I really love good. it. Well, because it's a joke that you think that like he would do on that thing. Like yeah. that's why it's perfect right. for me is because it's like he would like do you would that. open the doors those like where they have like they have they always have like the weird like white plastic mm -hmm. dog and like characters. Yeah, and then you would just see Weird Al and like a button up shirt hair. He'd be like, "Hi, welcome to Al Navy." <laughs> I like that's big great. pants, itty bitty pants, and that yeah. rules. <laughs> I feel like he's the only white dude allowed to do a cover of Lizzo. Honestly, absolutely, like, one million percent. He's it. That's it. Nobody else. No. Absolutely not. <laughs> uh, number number two, part two. Sprite. Mm. Sprite's doing their, uh, you know, their winter flavor, which is usually like a cranberry mix. That's not bad. Right. It's not bad. It's not my favorite thing, but it's not bad. I don't really like Sprite to begin with. But it's a weird claymation thing with uh, a weird mm. claymation LeBron James in it, which sure. <laughs> um, and they have somebody doing a christmas like almost hip-hop parody of the most wonderful time of the year except they say it's the thirst thirstiest time of the year oh yeah which 
yeah is hilarious that's fucking incredible but it sucks like <laughs> i can't give it points for being fucking hilarious but it's still being a sin against god <laughs> sin. and all creation here is my follow-up question yes. then there's actually there's two follow-up questions yes. would this commercial be better if it was weird al singing it and would all commercials be better if it was Weird Al singing it? I don't know if this one would be because mm. the dude performing the song <laughs> had that like smooth jazz hip hop voice mm. and it like really flowed well with what they were trying to do. And I think Weird Al's voice would have been a little bit too like kind of Weird Al. aggressive <laughs> yeah. for it. Yeah. Like a little like like nails on a chalkboard. Like yeah. <laughs> I'm just picturing like Cam, you at a recording studio with Weird Al. You'd be like, okay, that was a little aggressive. Yeah, it's like, can you <laughs> fucking <laughs> stop? Uh, just tone it down. God, oh, Ooh. if I was in a recording studio with Weird Al, I wouldn't <laughs> quit fucking fanboying. I love that dude. Um, yeah, same. <laughs> the number one worst commercial, Ooh. which oh god, yeah, there's one. I'm more. gonna be real with you. There's a part of this commercial I really, really like, but they say something in this commercial that I cannot let just go unchecked. Okay. So it's an ad for eBay. As you know, the holidays are coming up. Everybody is buying stuff for for people. You know, the holidays are weird this year. Like you're you're going to be doing maybe a lot more online ordering for people this year if you're buying gifts for people, you know, sending them for some reason. Yeah, you know, whatever for reasons <laughs> that I'm not going to get into. If you have like loved ones right, or something, right, you know. <laughs> you know. Um so eBay, you know, naturally like around this time of year they always like have an uptick in sales because that makes sense people buy like cool personal shit on ebay that a lot of collectors have this ad opens with somebody like giving i'm assuming their dad like a psa 10 graded baseball card which i'm like that's an incredibly fucking thoughtful gift that's a great way to make this commercial like giving like your family member who's really into baseball cards assuming uh Something that is like very high value. He's like, what is what is this flat sport man? <laughs> what is cardboard? Um, <laughs> Why is he holding a club? <laughs> is he going to war? What's his quirk? Um, <laughs> so your dad's actually a huge fucking weeb. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, why the fuck do you buy me baseball cards? What's boost ball? <laughs> fuck out of here! This ain't no fat Pikachu. What the fuck you doing? But like, I thought that was like super heartwarming and they opened with that. And I'm like, OK, yeah, like you've got me, you've pulled me in, you've got my attention. And then they talk about and it's like this like narrator talking about like, oh, we like did all these things. And like, remember these like basically very reminiscent of like stories and stuff that are like going along with the gifts. Um, and they get to a point where they're talking about grandma's baking uh, and the person is receiving, I think, like a KitchenAid mixer. I could be wrong. They focus on some cinnamon rolls for a little bit longer than I would care. <laughs> Uh, the shot looks very sexual in nature um, to the point where um, they say and leave a pause around it. We'd giggle through sticky mouthfuls. <laughs> Come on, eBay. Yep. What are you doing? Yep. What are you doing here? That's, that's uh, maybe 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 don't tell a story about grandma's house. And then immediately that sounds like a story of grandma in college. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Shit. Like, oh, boy, <laughs> the thing that's worse is like it cuts to like kids eating the cinnamon rolls. Mm. Yes. Yeah, it's <sighs> like it's like a, you, you almost you were you were close. Yeah, <laughs> like you could have saved it if you didn't pause, like leave a pause after the word sticky mouthfuls. 
And they looked right in the camera. It was weird. Yeah. Like just started chewing slowly. <laughs> fucking icing running down um, their face. I'm done now. That's that's basically it. Um, apropos of nothing, when you win the Great British Bake Off, do they pour kitchen aids on <laughs> Anyway. Shit. Just cake batter. <laughs> no, like the mixers, the kitchen aids just like stand them on you. Bonk, 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 bonk. <laughs> that man is dead. <laughs> Paul Hollywood is dead. Anyway, advertising is bad and is a sin. Capitalism sucks. Continue, Nate. Speaking of capitalism and things that aren't as good as you want them to be, where is this going? I'm about to start talking about the uh what I refer to as the beta for My Hero Academia when it was just My Hero. Uh no academia involved at all. They were all real fucking dumb. <laughs> That was, that was the story. <laughs> My caveman academia. Um, that club was his quirk. I knew it. <laughs> it's fucking just Bam Bam. <laughs> bam Bam is the 10th one for all you. Um, oh, my God. This was a one shot made by Horikoshi, the, the My Hero writer. Um, and there are no quirks in it. Okay. Uh, what there is, it's almost like an Attack on Titan situation where there are people and there are things that aren't people and the things that aren't people show up sometimes and cause havoc. And they're basically like blob monsters or like mini kaijus um, called aberrants. Uh, they can't be reasoned with or like talked to or whatever so that's why the heroes are, are there is because these things would just wreck shop. They'll come out of the sewer and just punch shit. Deku is here, but his name isn't Deku. His name is Jack Midoriya. Mm. And hey, <laughs> think about Deku, put him in Photoshop, mm -hmm. do free transform <laughs> and stretch him like 20% taller mm -hmm. and then take take like the paintbrush thing at 50% opacity with black and put it around his eyes. He looks he looks horrible. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny is I feel like it sounds like they started with the the English Netflix adaptation mm -hmm. and then I went know. to the anime. Like Jack yeah. Midoriya. Jack Midoriya sounds like a fucking Gears of War character. It yeah. does. Well, and uh Jack is like like Jacku is like a synonym for useless in Japanese, so it still kind of is the Deku sure, thing. Sure. Um mm. but jack <laughs> that doesn't nobody's nobody's like goku and naruto and jack like, <laughs> like i'm pretty sure there's a character named jack in like some platinum games but also like that's their shtick yeah no like absolutely he's obviously still quirkless because in my hero there's no quirks he is a he is a salary man um he's not a kid he's like he's an adult i'm, I'm looking this up <laughs> he is working for a support item company um which in this version of this world just basically means weapons jack is like really sickly but he still wants to be like his idol hero positive who went missing after a big aberrant fight a long time ago um this is the worst image i've ever seen in my entire life i know i know he looks like chewed bubblegum i'm looking this up and he looks like a genji ito edward scissorhands whoa but like a child he looks like yes. a fucking persona villain Ooh. that's it's just not good yeah it's yeah. just not good i don't like yeah. this um so yeah he wants to be like his hero positive who saved him when he was a kid and inspired him to want to be mm -hmm. a hero but you still need a license to be a hero in this world the same as my hero academia 
So basically at night, what Jack does is he makes uh, like a paper mache costume uh, that looks like Positive's outfit, which basically looks like a Mega Man outfit. Um, and he goes on patrol looking for aberrants. He finds one and, and like totally like bungles trying to uh, to incapacitate it, only to be saved by Snipe, uh, who looks almost exactly like how we see him in My Hero Academia. Snipe is like, you're not a hero. This is illegal. I'm going to let you go. Don't do this. Go back to your daily life. But he's like really weirdly twitchy around the aberrants. Snipe is mm -hmm. like um, and there's like a like uh, Jack jokes that he has a phobia of him, but he's still a hero or whatever. And this is probably why he's a long distance guy, right? Is because he doesn't want to get close to these things, but he still wants to be a hero. There's there's some good bones here. Like, I, I'm glad mm -hmm. that it went the way that it did. But like thinking about like the point of view of like somebody who really likes heroes mm -hmm. and the only way that they can do anything is by working in a support item shop or like manufacturer yeah. or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then they go out at night and like they try to do this shit and they get caught and called out on it by, you know, yeah, a hero I that's working. Like, I'm, I'm going to let you off with a warning. That. Like that's the start of a cool ass show. Absolutely. Like I'd watch that. It's also the start of a cool ass manga called My Hero Academia Vigilantes, which I will also oh, hey. talk about briefly cool. at the end because it's almost the same shit. This is absolutely more like Vigilantes than My Hero Academia. This is and for, for people that already know what those things are. Uh, so like later on, Jack is trying to fight more aberrants on his own because he's an idiot. He tries to defeat one before Snipe can get to it. And he's like, I'm going to I'm going to beat this thing before you can. Mind you. He's just got a knife. <laughs> That's all he's, he's got just like a like an extendo blade knife. Hell yeah. I love that box cutter. Exactly. It's basically a long Sick. box cutter for sure. Uh, but of course, he's not a fucking hero. He's not trained. So it gets away. Jack is like dejected. He talks to his boss and potential romantic partner. I'm like skipping over a lot of their plot stuff because it's not important Fine. for this. Go read it. It's it's not very long. His boss owns the company that he works for. And he says he's like so sad. He wants to be a hero, you know, very Deku stuff. But he can't because he's like sickly and not strong. Like he is like coughing and stuff earlier when he's trying to do a sales pitch. Like he is something's something's up with him. And, you know, maybe maybe if the if the series went on longer, that would be like a plot thing or whatever. But who knows? His boss remarks that he's amazing because of how much better uh, the business is doing with him as a salesperson. So to her, he's he's a hero. And this sucks in comparison to what my hero is all about. Um, basically, the moral of this story, while having good intentions, is basically like like be a good capitalist and you'll be a hero too. Yeah. Like, it's Ooh. like you can you can it's that's not explicitly what's said, but that's what is. It's like the kind of shit you'd hear at like an all hands meeting of like you guys are right. doing so great. You guys are real heroes during these troubling times. Like, hey, fuck off, maybe. Or or like the 1930s to like women, like you guys did a real good job having those jobs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> anyway, we're going to take those good jobs work. back. Pat pat yourself on the back, ladies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but don't pat other women's right, backs. Right, of course. That's that's still <laughs> that's bad. <laughs> Your husbands are coming that's home. Right. Uh Jack then um sees like uh, the abhorrent that got away, but it's like huge and it grabs Snipe and he sets off to beat the monster because it seems like there are way less heroes around and they do they do touch on the like thing in my hero of like, oh, I'm sure somebody will take care of it. We have heroes. Somebody will take care of it. It's not on me. It's on somebody else. And the protagonist of this, the what makes them different in this My Hero Academia and Vigilantes all three of those protagonists, what makes them different is that they're like, well, no, I'm going to do something about this uh, while attempting to fight the monster. And this is like the like really like hack writer shit. 
um, in this. A piece of paper falls out of Snipe's pocket, uh, and it is fan mail from young Jack addressed to Positive about how he inspired him to want to be a hero too. Jack rescues Snipe and gives him a new item that the company developed, um, and he uses it to punch the monster, like this giant monster, in what is basically like the beta version of when Deku punches the robot mm -hmm. and it like just goes bam away. Um, but this this time it's like not a quirk. It's like the, I have a big glove that shoots exploding tops into this into this thing. Normal things. Yeah, of course. Right. Normal right. stuff, you know, <laughs> everyday kind of shit. <laughs> and then the day is saved. Simple enough. And later on, Snipe talks to Jack about um, why he stopped <laughs> why he stopped being positive, which is a weird thing to say, like out of <laughs> context. But, um, you know, he he was the hero positive and he had a uh, much like All Might. He had a, a fight go south with um, an aberrant. And um, now he's sniped so that he can do any hero work at all. And it's why he has kind of a phobia of them. Um, and it's basically trauma. So there's like a cool amount of depth there. Yeah. And uh, Snipe thanks him just like how All Might does. It's like, thanks for saving me. And then that's kind of the end of that. It's it's sort of uh, open-ended on like, well, now I can be a hero too mm -hmm. and do all this kind of stuff. But I, I like what we got a lot more than yeah. this, even though yeah. there there are like, there are bones here. This is a great first draft, mm. but I can see where... I can see why this was just a one shot and right. not a mm -hmm. 292 shot, which is what we have right now. <laughs> yeah. And like, not to like the same extent in terms of like all of the other bullshit, but that like kind of gave me like near vibes in a way where it's got like the, this like kind of gritty dark thing, like characters that kind of aren't really worth a damn, just like doing things that they think are right because that's what they want to do. Like mm -hmm. deep trauma, all mm -hmm. of that bullshit. Yeah, um, that that trauma thing is actually like super interesting about positive and snipe that that was like, I'm like, OK, that's that's rad. If I saw that, like on a TV show, I'd be like, oh, shit. OK, mm -hmm. that's that's what makes me think like, you know, snipe is like I said, he's literally the same character, except for now there's an excuse for why he's good at doing the, the guns <laughs> is that he's got good aim. Um, I don't know if they ever say specifically what his quirk is, but I, I assume that it's that he has good aim. And since they're all teachers and there's going to be three years of them at school, you wonder if like you're going to get some time with mm -hmm. Snipe and then like Snipe will be like a like a character like Aizawa is or something yep. like that. Mm -hmm. Again, we're not done with the first year of school where the manga is right now. Wild. Yeah. Absolutely <laughs> <Seriously>. wild. <laughs> God. I think there's going to be a time skip. But anyway, um, <laughs> it would not surprise yeah. me. I, I'm not, I haven't been reading the manga, but just like based on what I know and like the, the trajectory, it would not surprise me at all. I have no fucking idea. I'm just here for the ride. <laughs> so that's the alpha, I guess. And so now I'm going to talk about the beta very quickly because there isn't super a lot on it. Uh, before it became what it is today, the idea went from the world in the one shot to a, just a world with quirks before there was a school setting. And then it like gradually became that because it's anime and you need to have high school right, characters yeah. if it's yeah. an anime because you got to have kids that want to buy the figures and all that <laughs> sort of stuff, right? It's the same shit as like Transformers or whatever. The protagonist wasn't going to be Deku here either, and not only just not in the form that he is now, but not him entirely. He was going to be a side character. Um, the main character was going to be Uraraka, but she had the name and power of Mount Lady. So basically it was going to be the, her personality with Mount Lady. And so like you can you can like make like a connection of like, oh, this like person that's like 
you know, timid and meek and unsure of herself. Her power is to like, yeah. be like big and powerful. So that's like kind of that's kind of interesting. I like that. Horikoshi was like and this was before um One for All was a thing either. Like All Might was just an old and very gross looking <laughs> superhero. Uh, I, I don't want Cam to look up stuff on, on a wiki yeah. because there will be a spoiler halfway through. But Jess, if you do find something like put it in the chat because it's it looks yeah, fucking if, gross. if you find a picture, like just like DM it to me or something. Yeah, he was just an old hero. That was his thing. And so it was just a, a world with with superheroes. And then it became that high school thing. All of the like characters, like what they could have been slash what they first envisioned as are why different bakugo was nice oh okay <laughs> he, he was he was a good good boy and his thing was he had the same quirk his like hero name was ground zero which is good and his thing was he was really nice but he would insult you on accident all the time hmm. instead <laughs> of now just like on purpose <laughs> yeah exactly it's, it's sort of like a humorous version of what shoto does where it's just like hey don't worry about it i'm just on another level than you yeah yeah but he would be like really nice about it and not mean it in a mean way which i think is like very very funny ground zero is a fucking great name though yes i'm like mad that that's not his name yeah, yes <laughs> that's a good name kaminari and present mike look like they were split from one character mm. um that that kind of had the design of present mike but with the quirk of kaminari this is what it looks to be because mm. they're very similar that makes total sense because you look at them and it's like Pokemon evolution. Yes. Oh my god! Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Ida was gonna be like a little bit more not antagonist, but like rival. Mm -hmm. Like he was gonna keep mm -hmm. that like dickish rival edge. He's got that kind of vibe, like in those mm -hmm. first few episodes for sure. Mm -hmm. And if you look at his early designs, like you're like, oh, I don't like him. <laughs> <laughs> he looks a little bit mean. And weirdly, he had like a dinosaur bone aesthetic to his like suit of armor. Sick. Okay. <laughs> Fucking sick. Yeah. Nothing says going fast like dinosaurs. I, I know. That's why I'm like, I, what is this? I don't care. <laughs> I need to see a picture of that. Um, I have a note here. All Might looked gross. Uh, Deku was a side <laughs> character and was still quirkless. Uh, the only quirkless one in a school of people with quirks. That's fucking hilarious. They made him a side character and they're like, we're not going to go into it, but this kid doesn't have a quirk. <laughs> yeah. And then I feel like they must have realized at that point, like, oh, Maybe we should talk yeah, about that. Yeah, like, I, I feel yeah. like th you can, like, play that off for, like, not really great-natured jabs every once in a while, and then at that point it's just like, okay, this is insensitive, please stop. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, he was, like, Robin slash Batman. Okay. Like, his thing was support items. Mm. He, he had hair, like, over one of his eyes. His hair was, like, a little bit longer. And he was um, like a little scrappier and like 20% Bakugo. Like he was like, don't like challenge me or whatever, because I have a complex because I'm this I'm this quirkless person in a class. Full of people. But he's in that school. So what his gift is, is his know how, which is still what Deku's. Mm -hmm gift is it's not his quirk but it's it's his it's his originality i guess when i actually started the show for the first time um i was like okay like kind of glazed my eyes through for like the opening so i didn't see like the sick punches and uniform that deku got but i'm just like okay so like is his quirk not actually going to be a quirk is it just going to be like he's incredibly good at thinking on his feet 
And that's mm-hmm. like yeah. kind of a quirk in of itself, just not officially one. I think we talked about that in episode yeah. one of the podcast. Because, yeah, you and I, same page. Yeah. I thought the same thing. I was like, oh, he's going to find out that he had a secret power. Right. It's really like his observational skills. Right. Like, or like his dedication or like fucking. Yeah. He just like overcame that by like the work he put into it with all of his notebooks and stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that was going to be shuffled off to a side. Yeah. Character. Fuck that. And there wasn't going to be one for all. Yeah, no one for all rules. That's so wild. And so you just have this old character, this old superhero, and this guy with no quirk. And I feel like, I feel like that must have for Horikoshi been like the thing where he's like, ah, yeah, <laughs> right. I'm going to make what it is to become a hero and make it literal with this, yeah. with this as a metaphor. And uh, good on him for realizing it was like eighty percent there, right. I do have to say, I am really obsessed with the idea, even if she was just kept as a side character, I'm obsessed with the idea of Uraraka having the powers of Mount yeah. Lady. Yeah. Because like that is such an interesting thing, especially like as as the resident podcast woman. <laughs> um mm-hmm. like the idea of like I don't know, I'm not gonna get too like feminist lit theory here, but it. like the idea of like women literally taking up space Reclaiming and like space, having yeah. to be comfortable with yeah. that. Um, like that's a really cool thing to explore. Yeah. Um and like it's also such a like a lot of times women are given more like magical powers or like supportive powers or things like that. So to have like a physical power like that to where like she is using her body to like to fight crime, whatever. Um, that's so interesting, especially because she is like this timid little like kind of studious girl Yeah, with her personality. Yeah. Yeah. Like that yeah. would have been such a cool thing to do it's like antithetical yeah the opposite of it and that's why i didn't i literally didn't put that together until i was reading about like how she was gonna have that power and i was like yeah yeah that fucking (laughs) rules i would have loved to seen that play out in like some arcs and that would have been sick as fuck yeah that would have been amazing the problem with that and i do agree with this is that like you can only especially as a protagonist you can only go so far with it like in the show everybody's quirks get stronger and they get new moves and Mm -hmm. stuff but mount lady works because you only see her like every once in a while right it's like what's her thing can't be a different thing because it's the one thing um and there isn't too too much to to go off of but um so i understand because you can't do a whole lot of different things, but on paper, and I'm sure it could be because anything can be written well, right? Mm-hmm. I'm sh- I'm sure it would have been really cool to see a character like that. Yeah. Like not to go too far into the future with anything, but like you do kind of see later on Mount Lady in like a mentor role. Um, and so that would be something that would be interesting if she did talk about like that perspective and like being like, like I said, I don't want to go too far into it, but they talk about certain aspects of being a woman in the field. But that would be something that would be really interesting if there was like an arc or if there was like a like a deeper dig into that. I'm just going to sit here and smile. <laughs> yeah, as Nate smiles. Uh, I guess I got to read some manga. <laughs> yeah. And just like in general, I was going to do this, the trivia of like, oh, this character has this in their name and whatever. But it's like. Yeah, tail guy's got tail in his name. Sugar guy's got sugar in his name. Electric guy yeah. has electric in his name. Like, yeah, I, I, we get it at this point, right? Like, the trivia doesn't need to be that. Didn't we also, I think we've also, like, talked about that on one, a couple of the episodes. Like, it's been, like, sprinkled around here and there. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. And the one thing that I noticed recently that I think is really cool, uh, Jiro, headphone jack, mm-hmm. uh, the shine on her hair is like a sound wave, basically. Oh, shit. That's sick as fuck. Oh. 
Mm-hmm. That's cool. What's funny is like a lot of times like the shading on hair is kind of like that, but that's yeah. really cool that they intentionally like that's that's cool. But yeah, uh, I guess in terms of thinking about um, wanting to get to future things, we're going to start to do not stick strictly to three episodes per thing. We're basically, I went through and chunked it out into like arcs that we'll do. So sometimes it'll be three, sometimes it'll be five. Most of the time it will be four. And that is going to get us to where we're going like four episodes of this show quicker because it's not a big ask to have people watch four episodes of something over two weeks. Right. It's not a it's a bigger ask to have me only watch three. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) That was the thing. Shout out to Sammy V. I was talking to them about it and they were the person that said it's not a big ask to have people watch this stuff. And I'm like, yeah, you know, Cam always literally every time we we talk is like, I wanted to watch more. It's like, well, I'm like every episode. I'm like, Mm -hmm. Nate, fuck you. Like, (laughs) I mean, it's like it's literally with three episodes. It's like half a movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like it's it goes by so quickly. And in the later episodes, it's actually the one small thing that I would say that I dislike about the show is that a lot of it is like recap. And a lot of it is in the beginning of the episode. They'll play mm-hmm. like the last three minutes of the last episode, basically, mm-hmm. but from a different angle or with a, a couple shots or with different lines yeah. or whatever in, in commercial breaks, too. You'll hear the same thing twice. And so in a sense, you're getting less episode per episode. So, and like I said, I've chunked it out. I have a, I have a spreadsheet where I have like, you know, this episode to this episode, it's, this is the stain arc, right? Or this is the Shinso arc, or this is the overhaul thing or whatever. So if you are, you know, if you want to watch, if you want to be like completely like one-to-one with us on how we're watching through stuff, pay attention to the description uh, info on the podcast. Cause I will always put in there what we're watching next time. And I will always say it at the end of the episode, but y'all like just to sum it up, I cannot stress enough how low this season is on the hype and action scale i watched the the mid and end of season four monthly like periodically i will watch season four and i'm just like man i can't believe that all might punching something a couple times was like yo <laughs> it still is like that but now when you see the stuff that happens in season four you're like yeah <laughs> i'm incredibly excited like yeah i know this is oof. like season one was like an 11 out of 10 but then like season four to me and i will explain i'll make people believe why it's a why it's a 20 out of so you mean five. if it starts above 10 then it goes beyond like a like a plus ultra yeah like plus two or three okay cool yeah well, <laughs> comedy um yeah but that's just as like a as like a little like a thing for people this isn't the pilot episode that got everything cool out of the way this is like we're literally just lining up the pool balls and we haven't even started the game yet is what season one is to me i'm excited to to watch season four again because i watched it as it was coming out and like i think it kind of takes away from it a little bit when you can't like sit through and watch the whole thing because like you're saying it's like oh it's this like high octane thing and i'm like man was it like i mean like i think about everything that happened and i'm like yeah there was a lot of cool shit but i think because it was broken up it feels like less happened because when i think of my favorite season i'm like oh season three by far like i like season three was like the top thing for me so i'm interested to go back and like watch season three and then watch season four in its entirety right after and kind of see where they fall so yeah anything else that we want to say before we're done so show good show good show Show very good 
I guess I guess we should do the ranking though. Um, out of all the seasons we've watched so far, where right. where is this on right. your guys' list? <laughs> right. Um, this is number yeah, one. Yeah, number obviously. one with a bullet. <laughs> number one. Um, and and like I said, it only gets better in my opinion from here. And it's like if I were to rank where it is amongst all seasons that are out, this would be the last one. But again, it's an eleven out of ten. So something we did talk about a little bit off pod ranking the opening and closing songs yes that's gonna be cool which i think mm. right now season one opening better than the season one ending yeah i think the opening's better it's just than good. The that key too. change hits and you just fucking sail oh god mm. it's good it's good it's stuff. real good i fucking downloaded that shit on clone hero they synced it up with the opening shit slaps so, everyone, thank you so much for listening to today's uh, bonus episode of The Big Three. Bonus episode. Son, where'd you find this? I'm going to put like a bunch of Good. effects on that. I was hoping you were going to just throw some fat reverb on there. I didn't get in there, there. though. Yes, you can. There's time. This show is edited. What do I say? How do I be funny? I don't fucking know. Why are you asking us? radio shit. I don't know. I don't know what like the... I feel like that's always like the deep the deep guy voice going like... There it is. I'm literally going to use that audio right yeah. there. I'm going to use that audio right there. <laughs> Perfect. Next time, we are going to be talking about episodes 14 through 16. So three episodes for next time to set up what season two will be about. There's a lot to talk about immediately right off the bat and a lot of things to speculate on and so, so many new characters. Season two is so much better at not having every background character just be a light-skinned person that mm -hmm. is there. It's like, oh, that's a that's a dragon guy. That's a, that guy's a big square or whatever. That's <laughs> rude. So it's really it's <laughs> Don't be fucking rude, Nate. Sorry, I was pointing at Ida. <laughs> He's pointing at Ida. That guy's um, a big square. <laughs> if you like this bonus episode and or think that we missed something, uh, go ahead and hit us up at, at Big3Cast on Twitter or check out our Discord link in the description. Uh, and of course, check out somegoodshows.biz for more good shows like this one. Our art is by the wonderful Jess Howard. Our music is by Julian V. Their work can be found at at Jules VZ. I'm just going to throw money at that guy f forever. Yeah, his songs we basically have him on retainer <laughs> at this point. Like, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I can be found at at Victory Position on Twitter. I can be found at Just Jess is Fine on Twitter. And I can be found at at The Camdy Man. This has been the first bonus episode of The Big Three. Peace. Mm.